Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. For the best way to fall asleep with night falls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfall's classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfall's, Nightfall's Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfall's, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfall's Premium today in just two tabs on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Welcome back to Nightfalls. I've really been enjoying sharing my stories with you, and it would be great to hear how you're finding our time together too. So, before we begin tonight's episode, I'd like to invite you to share some of your thoughts with me. There's a link in the description to a quick survey. And I'd be so thankful if you took a second to let me know how you're finding Nightfalls. I'm looking forward to getting to know you listeners. And also finding out what kind of stories you would like to hear next. Thank you. For now, come settle in for tonight's calming meditation and soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. I'm recording this having had a magical weekend with two of my best friends, Toby and Joe. I hadn't seen them for years and I'd been looking forward to it for so long. We always end up doing much the same thing, drinking a few beers and having homemade curry. We also spend a lot of time catching up and telling each other stories. 
I often think how special it is to share these stories and moments with you. So, just before we begin, let me say a huge thanks for listening in. Come, warm your hands beside the fire tonight, and we'll join Peter Jefferson as he talks of his travels on the lavish and luxurious Orient Express. As Peter watches the bustle and busyness of the city fade into the distance and speeds away from London into the silence and stillness of heavy snowfall, why don't we too take a moment to put the rush of the day in our rear-view mirror? Come to a comfortable position and take a moment to simply be with your breath, to be with your body. As you lie there relaxing, notice the natural lengthening of your in-breath and lean into it, creating space and time for yourself to relax as the day burns itself out and rolls into night. Allow your body to slow down and your mind to clear. Draw a deep breath in and gather up any stress or strain lingering within you. As you sigh out in relief, release it all, feeling yourself drift a little further along the path of relaxation as you do. Inhaling deeply once more, draw peace, calmness and kindness into your body. Exhaling, Release any negativity that doesn't serve you on your journey into relaxation tonight. Taking a final deep breath in, give yourself over to the weight of exhaustion and welcome the need for sleep into your body. As you exhale, release the hold you have on the day and allow yourself to drift gently into relaxation as you grant yourself the rest bite you deserve. Now, if you're feeling ready, let's join Peter as the Orient Express pulls out of the station and his journey begins. It was a sunny morning in March and Peter Jefferson was about to embark on the journey of a lifetime, a trip on the Venice Simplon Orient Express. His voyage would begin in London on a British Pullman train, which would take him to Folkestone. From there, he'd be transported through the Channel Tunnel and into France, where the legendary Orient Express awaited him and his fellow passengers. Peter arrived at London Victoria Station and made his way to Platform 2. A line of people were waiting outside the arched entrance. He noticed how smartly dressed everyone was. He was glad he'd dressed up for the occasion too. Normally, he was a jeans and t-shirt kind of guy. But this journey warranted a smarter look, which was why he was wearing a tailored jacket black trousers 
a freshly pressed shirt and a tie. He'd found the tie at the back of his wardrobe and couldn't remember when he'd last worn it. There was a happy air of expectation amongst the travellers, which reminded him of the field trips he'd taken at school. Those happy, carefree days of leaving school behind for the day and going off on an adventure. Smiles and nods of acknowledgement were aimed Peter's way as he joined the queue. He raised his hand in greeting. He glanced over his shoulder through the partly opened roof and looked at the clear blue sky. It's going to snow, said a voice behind him. He turned around and looked at the person who had spoken. It was an older woman with hair the colour of burnished silver. She was dressed in a long cashmere coat and was holding hands with a man about her age. It's going to snow, the woman repeated, joy lifting her voice. I can sense it, and I'm never wrong, am I, Christopher? Never, my love, Christopher replied. He placed a soft kiss on her cheek to confirm his words. His eyes crinkled up as he said to Peter, My wife is never wrong about anything. Peter looked at the clear sky and said, But there isn't a cloud in the sky, and Weatherman didn't mention any snow. His words brought forth a chuckle from the woman. She said the weather forecasters often got it wrong, but she never did, not when it came to snow. A knowing look came into her blue eyes. I can feel it in my heart, and I can feel it in the air. There's a promise of snow, a promise that won't be broken. Not just a few flakes either, but that wonderful thick snow which covers everything in a white blanket, making a whole new world for us. It's on its way, most definitely. She was so convincing that Peter expected a snowflake to flutter down at any second, but the sky remained cloud-free. The woman introduced herself and her husband, Mia and Christopher Taylor. Peter gave his name in return. Mia asked if it was his first journey on the Orient Express. He said it was, and they soon fell into easy conversation about train travel and the adventures they'd been on. Before he knew it, Peter was at the front of the queue. He excused himself from Mia and Christopher before giving his details to the uniformed man behind the desk. He was given his seat number for the Pullman train and told which car he'd be travelling in. He passed through reception and waited on the platform with the other travellers. Presently, the distinctive sound of an approaching train filled the air. A bellmaned British Pullman painted cream and dark brown came along the tracks, slowing down as it approached the platform. The train consisted of a series of restored carriages, 
each one hailed from a different time in history, some as far back as the 1920s. The carriages had names. Peter read some of them as the train slowly rolled by. Perseus, Xena, Minerva, Ibis and Phoenix. His allocated seat was in Phoenix, which, conveniently, stopped right in front of him. Peter stood to one side to let other people climb on the train first, including Mia and Christopher Taylor, who gave him smiles of thanks before boarding. Peter climbed the steps to the train and into the carriage. The polished wooden interior gave it a cosy feeling and he felt himself instantly relaxing. A wooden plaque on the wall gave a brief history of the carriage. It had been built in 1927 and was originally named Rainbow. After an unfortunate event, the carriage needed to be rebuilt and its renovation was completed in 1952, at which time it was renamed Phoenix. According to the plaque, this carriage had been a favourite of Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. Peter lifted his head a little higher, feeling honoured to be riding in such a famous carriage. He walked along the aisle and looked at the linen-covered tables either side of him. The upholstered armchairs behind the tables looked comfy and inviting. Each table had a small, peach-coloured lamp on it. Next to the lamp was a delicate crystal vase, which contained two perfect peach roses. Curtains at the window were pulled back and secured with gold braids. The tables were set with china plates, matching cups and silver cutlery. Peter located his seat and settled himself into it. He rested his hands on the padded armrests and looked around at his travelling companions. He saw how they were just as impressed with their surroundings as he was. Murmurs of appreciation came from all directions. His journey on the Pullman included brunch. He picked up the menu and looked at the list of delectable food available. Fresh fruit salad topped with creamy yogurt. Smoked salmon with scrambled eggs. A toasted crumpet and field mushrooms. A muffin sprinkled with seeds. Tea and coffee and a sparkling bellini, a refreshing cocktail of prosecco and peach puree. A slight movement made him realise the train was moving. He looked out of the window and watched the scenery outside change. Platform two was soon left behind. The train travelled through London, over the wide River Thames, and onwards past the oval cricket ground. Within minutes, 
a waiter appeared at Peter's side and took his order. Peter said everything looked delicious and he would like the full brunch and he'd like the coffee option. The waiter left, leaving Peter free to gaze out of the window again. The tall buildings of London were replaced by residential streets and cosy-looking homes. Trees appeared at the sides of the track, their branches extended towards the line. Peter's brunch arrived, accompanied by a large pot of coffee. The combined aromas of the food and drink made his mouth water. He began to eat. The sparkling bellini added a touch of festivity to the meal. Everything tasted utterly delicious, and he didn't know if it was because he was on a train, or if it was down to the expertise of the chefs. He decided it must be a combination of both. He poured himself a cup of steaming coffee, sat back in his chair, and watched the world go by. Outside, the residential streets thinned out. Farmland came into view. He watched animals grazing in the distance. They gave no attention to the train passing by. Occasionally, Peter looked over at Mia Taylor, who was sitting a little farther down. She kept looking expectedly at the sky, a soft smile on her face. Was it going to snow? Peter didn't think so, but Mia seemed utterly convinced. The train travelled on, and soon the coastline came into view. The driver announced they would shortly be arriving at Folkestone, where the train would terminate. He thanked them for travelling with them that morning, and reminded them to take all their belongings with them. When the train came to a stop, the passengers left the train. A group of musicians holding brass instruments were waiting for them on the platform. They started up a joyful tune which made everyone smile. Peter and his companions were guided towards a luxurious executive coach which would take them from Folkestone to the Channel Tunnel. Peter climbed aboard the coach and sat with Mia and Christopher Taylor. Once more, their talk turned to train journeys. The couple talked about their trip on the Northern Explorer in New Zealand and their time on the Copper Canyon Railway in Mexico. Not to forget their railway holiday in America where they travelled from New Orleans to Los Angeles and the unforgettable experience of riding on the bullet train in Japan as it took them from Tokyo to Osaka. Peter didn't miss Mia's constant looks out of the window. She noticed him observing her and said, It's nearly time. The snow will be with us soon. Peter nodded politely. The sky was still clear. 
It wasn't long before the coach arrived at the Channel Tunnel Terminal. After a short wait, the coach drove onto a waiting train. The train set off and took them underground. Not long after, it emerged from the tunnel and came to a stop. The coach left the train and continued on its journey. It arrived at Calais-Ville Station, where the Venice Simplon Orient Express was waiting for them. The coach stopped, and everyone stood up, ready to disembark. Mia put her hand on Peter's arm and asked if he would assist her off the coach. With pleasure, he replied. As soon as they alighted, Mia took him a few steps away from the coach, turned her face to the sky, and said, Look, here they are, the first snowflakes. Peter looked up. Thick, white clouds now filled the sky. He hadn't even noticed them. Mia held her hand out. A single snowflake fluttered down and landed in her palm. It stayed there for a moment before melting into a drop of water. More snowflakes began to fall, gently floating this way and that on their downward journey. Peter broke into a smile. You were right. I always am when it comes to snow. It must be my superpower. Her eyes twinkled in mirth. Snow is my favourite kind of weather. It's magical. It changes the world. Slows everything right down. And I love the silence it brings, which makes you forget about everything except the beauty of the snow. They watched the snow softly fall around them. It began to settle on the ground. Peter would have loved to stay there a lot longer if Mia's husband hadn't prompted them to board the train. The trio headed towards the magnificent train. They stopped to admire it. A glorious vision consisting of blue and gold carriages sedately lined up along the track. The windows sparkled and the gold-painted letters shone. The silently falling snow added an element of enchantment to the beautiful vehicle. White-gloved attendants dressed in blue uniforms greeted each guest and took their names before accompanying them onto the train and towards their sleeping compartments. Peter was shown to his compartment by a smiling young man called Gabriel. When they reached Peter's room, Gabriel opened the door, stood to one side, and gestured for Peter to enter. The sleeping compartment was an astonishing sight to behold. A plush sofa lined the left side of the room. In front of it was a padded footstool, which was the perfect height for a person to rest their feet on whilst reading a book. 
there was a perfectly proportioned table next to the window, which held a small lamp and a couple of crystal glasses. Gabriel walked over to a set of polished, carved doors on the right-hand side of the carriage and opened them to reveal a porcelain wash basin inside. Complimentary travel-sized toiletries were lined up on shelves. Fluffy, white towels draped neatly over silver rails. Gabriel explained how everything worked and how to summon him if Peter needed assistance. He exited the compartment with a smile, leaving Peter to explore some more. Peter clasped his hands together as he surveyed the room. He felt like he'd stepped into a treasure chest of delights. A flurry of snow against the window caught his attention. He looked outside. The snow was coming down more thickly, covering the platform with a layer of sparkling snow. Station lamps came on and sent beams of light across the ground, making the snow sparkle and glimmer as though made from a thousand tiny diamonds. Peter took photographs of the beautiful compartment as he was sure he'd forget the tiny details if he didn't. He put some of his belongings away in the drawers before sitting down and becoming captivated by the snowy landscape. A whistle blew outside and slowly and smoothly the train began to move along the track. People on the platform stopped what they were doing and looked at the beautiful train as it went by, smiles on their faces. A discreet knock at the door announced Gabriel's return. He entered carrying a pot of hot chocolate and a plate of warm pastries. He placed them on the table and then spoke to Peter about his evening meal. Would Mr. Jefferson prefer an early or late seating? Peter went for the earlier time. There was something about the gentle rocking of the train, which was already making him feel a little drowsy, and he suspected he'd be having an early night. Gabriel departed, leaving him alone again. Peter poured himself a hot drink, and helped himself to a petit pain au chocolat. He gazed at the snow falling soundlessly over the French countryside. The branches of trees were highlighted by snowflakes, as though an invisible painter had put the flakes there to enhance the beauty of the trees. Onwards, the train travelled, its carriages rocking gently, the rhythmic melody of the wheels on the track echoed discreetly around the compartment like a soft lullaby. Time stood still in the magical world Peter found himself in. His mind cleared of all thoughts as he looked at the falling snow, one perfectly unique flake after another drifting downwards. Gusts of winds sent some of them dancing this way and that, 
before falling to the ground. The sky darkened. Peter leaned over and switched the lamp on. A cosy glow lit up the compartment. His eyes grew heavy. He put his cup down and rested his head back on the soft fabric of the sofa. He sighed happily and decided to rest his eyes, just for a little while. Before he knew it, he drifted off into a peaceful sleep. He was gently awoken some time later by Gabriel, who said it was nearly time for dinner. Peter apologised for falling asleep and said it wasn't normal for him to take a nap during the day. With a smile, Gabriel said it often happened to passengers on the train. There was something about it which had a soporific effect on guests. Gabriel went on to say that Mr. and Mrs. Taylor had requested the pleasure of his company at their table that evening. And would he like to accept? I can't think of anything I'd love more, Peter replied. Please tell them yes. Peter dressed for dinner in a tuxedo. When he'd first read about the formal dress suggestions on board the luxury train, he had thought a tuxedo might not be his style. But standing in front of the mirror, he considered himself quite the dapper fellow. He left his compartment and walked to the restaurant car. The tables inside looked spectacular with their white cloths china plates and silver cutlery. There was a champagne bucket on the end of each table, just waiting to be filled with a bottle of the finest which the train had to offer. Men were dressed similar to him, and the women were resplendent in gowns made of silk, lace and crushed velvet, diamond necklaces Glittering rings and twinkling earrings sparkled throughout the carriage, as if stars from the heavens had joined the guests for the night. Mia Taylor waved him over to a table. She was wearing a turquoise dress, embellished with silver sequins. The tiara nestled on her grey curls and didn't look at all out of place in the opulent surroundings. She looked like a queen from a faraway magical land who had been transported there by magic. Her husband hadn't noticed Peter's arrival because he was gazing adoringly at his wife as though not quite believing she was there. Peter took a seat and thanked them for their invite. Without any hesitation, he ordered a bottle of champagne for them After a moment's thought, he changed his order to two bottles. It seemed the kind of night where champagne should flow freely. Before long, the restaurant car was filled with the delightful sounds of happy chatter, light laughter, clinking glasses, and the occasional pop of a champagne bottle. In the distance, there was a melody coming from a piano which was being played in the next car. 
Peter and his companions talked easily over their delectable food. The waiters moved swiftly between the tables in a carefully choreographed dance, easily anticipating the movement of fellow waiters, never once bumping into anyone or anything. The wonderful evening passed delightfully by. Yawns were politely covered up several times before Mia and Christopher announced it was time they retired for the night. Peter escorted them back to their compartment and thanked them for a wonderful evening. They promised to meet again the next day. When Peter entered his compartment, he discovered a change had come over it. The sofa had been transformed into a bed, complete with white sheets and a thick bed cover. His pyjamas had been laid out to save him the bother of such a time-consuming task. The light had been dimmed and was now casting a low glow across the room. The curtains were drawn, adding another layer of coziness to the room. Minutes later, Peter snuggled down into the softness of the bed. He had opened the curtains a little so he could watch the falling snow. The train rocked him back and forth. The snow fell gently. The bed covers were warm and comforting. Peter closed his weary eyes and let out a contented sigh. He slipped deeper and deeper into a peaceful slumber. As he slept, the train continued on its way, winding through the snow-covered landscape and deep into the night. <laughs>